Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. everyone here. We're going to continue this series called Prove It, where we're just kind of slowly but surely walking our way through the First uh, John, which is the letter of John, also the writer of the gospel. And uh, this was a letter to a little church long ago that was going through some struggles. And he has some incredible words. We, we were back before Thanksgiving talking about how he compares God is light. And now, starting last week, the last couple of weeks, we've seen that God, uh, he's shifting to a new metaphor, that God is love, like we've been talking about all, or singing about all this morning. And so if you have your Bibles, however you get them, whether in book form or electronically, find your way to 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to just read seven verses from, chap- from verse 7 to verse 14. This is going to be a great day. We're going to talk about baptism and then have some baptisms. And some of you are here supporting those who are being baptized today. We're glad that you're here, and uh, it's just going to be a fun day. And then at the end of it, we get to have uh, chili tonight and hopefully watch a good game. That's what, that's what I'm voting for. Just a good game. Good scoring game. Not a boring defensive game. A good scoring game, right? All right, we want to see all that stuff going on. It's going to be fun. But here, it's, let's read this together. First John chapter 4, beginning at verse 7. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God. And knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, Since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete in us. And this is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. This is the Word of God for the people of God, both here and online, and our response is always, thanks be to God. Now, uh, my son and I really enjoy history. After school each day, when we're driving home or driving wherever we need to drive, we listen to this podcast that's all about history. And recently, we learned about, or we, we decided it would just be fun to hear the story of the plot to kidnap Abraham Lincoln's 
body. That's strange, isn't it, to think about. Did you know that this happened, that there was a, a plot after Abraham Lincoln was dead? He, he was buried uh, in, in an incredible place, a uh, mausoleum over in Illinois, his state that he uh, served and in Congress and then came from as president. And there was a plot to kidnap his body. And this all came out of counterfeiting. Can you believe that? So, so strange uh, that there were these counterfeiters who uh, had such an incredible... There was one counterfeiter who could just do such an amazing job at counterfeiting $20 bills and $50 bills. And he was eventually caught. I didn't know this. Did you know that the Secret Service was originally about counterfeiting, not protecting presidents? And so uh, the, the, he was caught by the Secret Service. He was placed in jail. Well, the guy who was making money on this incredible counterfeiter decided that the way to get his buddy out of jail was to kidnap the body of Abraham Lincoln and use it as ransom to get that guy out of jail. Crazy story, isn't it? But it just got me thinking about counterfeiters. How do they know what's fake. I mean, those counterfeiters are trying their best to make it look exactly like a $20 bill or a $50 bill or a $100. I don't know how high they go, but uh, they, they are trying their best. How do these agents know the difference between counterfeit and what's real? Now, in my mind, it would be that they would study and look for everything that is wrong with a counterfeit bill, so that they can begin to catch a glimpse. But I found out that is completely wrong. Do you know how they find out? Today, Treasury agents, do you know how they find out or discover a counterfeit? They don't look, uh, they don't try to spot a fake by looking for what is wrong. What they do is they study the authentic bills so intimately and so detailed in such a detailed way that the counterfeits just pop out at them. They just know it because they know the authentic so well, the fake just stands out like it was in a different color or something. It just pops for them because they know what's real at a deep, intimate level. Well, John is writing to this church and what he wants to encourage them because they have had some folks who have left and have been fake. And he wants to bring them back to what is authentic. Don't focus on what has happened in the past or with them. Focus on Jesus. Focus on what is authentic. And you will begin to know the difference between what is fake and what is authentic. And what John draws us back to is agape. He says agape is the authentic symbol or sign of Jesus' presence. Now I want us to talk about this because agape, remember last week, it is self-sacrificial love. When we say love, it can mean a lot of things. We can love chili, we can love Super Bowl, we can love our spouses, we can love our kids. And if you love your kids as much as you love chili, there's probably something wrong. The Greeks didn't have that. They had a lot of different words for different kinds of love. And what John wants that little church to know and us to know today is that agape is self-sacrificial love. 
There is a feeling involved. You, you love that person. You have a feeling towards them uh, in, in such a way that you want what's best for them. And you're willing to sacrifice of yourself in order for them to experience this good love. That's agape love. And every time in the passage that we have read that you see the word love, in the original Greek language, it is the word agape. So think about that. I mean, we're just going to read a couple of verses, but it would read like this. Dear friends, let us agape. Let us self-sacrificially love one another. For self-sacrificial love comes from God. Everyone who self-sacrificially loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not self-sacrificially love does not know God because God is This kind of love, this self-sacrificial love. He doesn't just have it, folks. God is self-sacrificial love. From the beginning, God self-sacrificially loved to create something new. All that we have and all that we are, all that you are, God self-sacrificially loved to create. And that has not changed. And John wants this little church to focus on that. Focus on that. That's authentic. And when you see that, when you've experienced that, when you know that, the fake just pops. You, You just know there's something off about that. There's something wrong. He pulls us back. So remember, agape, that self-sacrificial love, is what is authentic. If you don't see that self-sacrificial love, it's fake. It's a counterfeit. And John wants to draw us in. And baptism, which is what we're celebrating today, says so much about this agape. This self-sacrificial love. And I want to explain this because this is a strange thing that we do. I mean, how many other organizations do you go to where you get dunked in a pool if you join it? Or when your kids are born, you sprinkle water on their heads. And it means something in that time. So baptism says so much about this kind of agape. And you know me, I like to teach in acronyms. And so the acronym for today for baptism is WET. Because when you go in water, what happens, kids? You get wet. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So let's look at this. Number one, baptism is a witness to authentic agape self-sacrificial love. And the water is a symbol, but it is also something that is incredible. And just like water, water, you know this if you own a home and a pipe breaks, water sinks to the lowest place. And it pools up from there, doesn't it? That's just the nature of water. That's, that's how it does. Verse 9 and 10, John wants to talk about that God sent. This is how God showed His agape, His self-sacrificial love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. That is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And He, say it with me, sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God sent Jesus into the world. The word for world there is actually the word 
cosmos sounds like what? Cosmos. That God so loved, He sent, just like water flows to the lowest place, He sent Jesus into the cosmos to come to the lowest place in order for you to experience God's self-sacrificial love. God sent Jesus to sink to your lowest place and show you what self-sacrificial love is all about. The waters of baptism witness to the God who sent His Son to show us His agape. That's good news, isn't it? Water also sacrifices to quench your thirst. I found this interesting this week. Uh, A lot of Google searches. What happens when we drink water? Did you know the journey of water in the body? When you're thirsty, it's because obviously water is lacking. And salt is then rising in the bloodstream and and other chemicals, we won't go too detailed into it, are are, are rising in the body. And so your brain sends signals that we need more water in here. And so when you drink water, that water goes down your mouth, your esophagus, enters into your stomach, goes through the acid into your small intestine and begins to get absorbed into your body there. And it brings up those levels of water that's needed in your bloodstream and that bloodstream carries it out all the way down to the cellular microscopic level of your cells. That's impressive, isn't it? That's just pretty cool. Well, baptism... The waters of baptism are meant to show you that this God's love can quench your deepest thirst. And it is meant to come in. He, he writes there in, uh, in verse 9, he said, He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. And just like water quenches our thirst, the waters of baptism, the agape love of God comes through and it sacrifices so that we might live down to the cellular level, down to the spiritual level, that we might experience life. The waters of baptism witness to Jesus who sacrificed himself that we, that you, that you, person online, might truly live. That's good news. Again, water scrubs us and makes us clean, doesn't it? I hope all of us have taken a shower or a bath in the last seven days or so. It's something that happens, but I was interested again. How does water make things clean? I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I I discovered that water molecules have a positive and a negative charge. And so when they come up against dirt that also has that, it pulls it. It literally tugs it away. And of course, yes, there's also the, it dilutes it and and carries it away. But I thought, isn't that interesting? Because water, the waters of baptism do that as well. John writes of this love of God, that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for what? Our sins. That there's something about this love that Jesus gave that takes anything that makes us unclean and removes it, pulls it, tugs it completely away so that there is nothing between us. That word atone, atoning sacrifice, you can think of it as at one. 
It makes us at one with God because it takes anything that separates us away, removes it just like water removes dirt from your skin or your clothes or whatever. And the waters of baptism witness to Jesus whose sacrifice makes you clean. It's good news. Lastly, the water tells the story. Look at this, and, the, and He is our atoning sacrifice for our sin. Water also has this, this uh, non-life-giving thing. If you're held under too long, which I promise not to do, Trevor, what happens? You die. You need to come back up for life. And baptism also reminds us that Jesus did sacrifice his life and died under the weight of our sin and was resurrected so that you and I can now die to ourselves and be raised to new life that is filled with agape love. Not just love that we receive, but love that is that we are conduits of so that it goes out into our world. The waters of baptism witness to the story of Jesus' death and resurrection that moves us from death to new life. You didn't know that so much could be a part of one little symbol, did you? It's exciting. Second, baptism is entry into authentic agape community. In verse 11, John writes, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. We ought to self-sacrificially love one another. Now, how do we do that? Well, we welcome. That's one way that we, we show this self-sacrificial love. Whoever you are, you are welcome here. Today, I love that we're going to welcome young, some infants, and some kids, and an adult. Young and old, you are welcomed into this experience of self-sacrificial love. This experience of the God who is self-sacrificing love. You are welcome. We also love by teaching and training. So a lot of what the church does, we teach like I'm doing right now. And we train you. How do we live in this love? How do we become greater conduits of this love out into our world? How do we do that? That's why we have small groups. And I want to encourage you. We'll be getting ready for the next round of small groups here in a month or so. And, and you need to sign up for those. Those are important ways that you begin to learn to, to enter into this community of authentic agape love. But we also love by serving, by actually demonstrating that self-sacrificial love through serving others. Through baptism, we enter, you enter, you who will be baptized today, you enter into the welcoming, teaching, and serving community of Jesus. You join this family, and we're excited to have you. This is an exciting time that our family is getting bigger. Because God is at work in your life. Can I just say one more item about this community? It comes to us in verse 8. Whoever does not love does not go know God. Because God is love. Unfortunately, there are communities where love is not the primary thing. 
And so some of you have been wounded by that. Some of you who are watching online may be wondering, why am I watching? I've been so hurt by that thing called the church. And I want to say to you, I am sorry if you have been wounded by people who were not demonstrating God's self-sacrificial love in your life today. And I want you to know this, that a church without self-sacrificial love is a church without the Savior. I'm sorry. John makes it clear. If you do not see self-sacrificial love, you do not know God because God is self-sacrificial love. And that's why, folks, we have to focus on the authentic and get our eyes off anything that distracts us from the authentic love that is demonstrated in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All other things have to be set aside. In fact, 1 John, I'll give you a clue, his very last verse is, stay away from idols. Why? Because they're counterfeits. They're not the authentic love that was demonstrated in Jesus. And you don't need to worry about that. I'm not even going to take the time to demonstrate the idols. I think you're intelligent enough people to figure out the idols that even church people can get addicted to. Let's move on. Lastly, baptism is the believer's testimony of what agape has done in them. This is exciting. Because of God's agape, we, you, I, can trust in Jesus. And we can turn from sin and we can testify to others about what Jesus has done in and through us. Verses 13 and 14 tell us all of this. This is how we know that we live in Him. Now remember that word know. It's not know about. The specific word there is the the experientially knowing. It is something I know because I've I've seen it, I've heard it, I've experienced it, I've felt it, I've touched it, I've tasted it. That is the type of know that is mentioned here. This is how we experientially know that we live in Him and He, God, lives in us. He has given us of His Spirit. And what happens as we turn from sin and trust in Jesus John says, we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. So today, you will hear some testimonies of what God has done in those He is calling to baptism today. This, my friends, is good news. This is why the church today, for thousands of years, continues the tradition of baptism. And I think it is a good tradition to keep. It says so much. It communicates so much. And I want to finish today by saying to all of you or to you online, would you like to experience this agape that God is? Because you can. I'm not going to force you into a tank of water today, but I'm wondering, are you open To this kind of love? Are you hungering for this kind of community? 
Would you like your testimony to be that that love that was, ex- that was shown to us in Jesus is something that I can experience, that I can experience and then testify to? If that's you, I want to invite you to pray these words. You can pray them out loud. You can whisper them. You can say them in your mind. But I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes, everyone. And if you want to experience this agape today, then you just repeat after me, Jesus, I want to trust in this agape love that I've heard about today. That you would give your life for me is hard to imagine or experience. But I've heard that I can simply ask and receive from you today. And so I want to trust in that love that you can give to me. I want to turn away from those things that get in between that love that you have for me. So that I can experience it. I can know it. Truly know it. And I want to become one who testifies of the good work that you have done in me. So Jesus, I give my life to you. I invite you to come in. I want to follow you. I want to learn from you. I want to experience all that you have for me today. Come right now. Forgive. Heal. I surrender to you. And I pray these things in your name. If you just prayed that prayer today, I want you to do something for me. I want you to tell someone today. Don't let this go by. You can experience this on a daily basis. This isn't something that's just trapped here in this building at church. This is something that moves with you out into your world, wherever you go. And right now, we're going to move into all that we've been talking about today. And I hope that you will experience the witness of baptism. I hope that you will celebrate with those who are entering into this authentic community. And I pray that you will hear their testimonies. The kids are coming in with us. Isn't that exciting? They want to support one of their own who's going to be baptized. Some of them are interested in baptism, and they they wanted to see. And so Ellie's being brave today and leading the way uh, to to show uh, kids what baptism is all about. And so we're excited to have them here. But right now, I'm going to invite uh, Carter Veneer to come with his family. And they're going to come up. Carter was born when we couldn't do baptisms. And so now he's going to to be a part of this great, great thing. Are you excited, Carter? Yeah, this is going to be fun. And dad's going to hold him. uh, Or or mom's going to hold him. One of the two. But Carter, today, we're excited. We are so grateful that you were born and that you're here today. And we want you to know that Jesus loves you. And before you can do anything to earn his love, 
He died for you. And he loves you. And he says, that's my boy. And I love him. And I'm proud of him. And so today, we're going to be a part of that. And you're going to become a part of our community. And so that means that there are some things that mom and dad are going to do and family's going to do. And that we as the church, look at all those people out there. Isn't that exciting? Or scary? One of them too. And so I'll say to you guys as parents, will you do everything you can so that Carter knows this love of Jesus as soon as possible? Will you bring him? Will you tell him about that love? Will you remind him how much Jesus loves him so that someday soon he comes to accept that love for himself? And lives into it intentionally. If so, say we will. All right. Family members. Where are our family members? For All right. There they are. Will you do everything in your power to help to make sure that Carter knows how deeply he's loved? Not just by his mom and dad and family, but by the God who is love. Will you teach him? Will you train him? Will you support his mom and dad as they do everything to make sure he knows this love as quickly as possible. If so, say, we will. All right. And then church family. Carter becomes a part of us today. Will you be his toddler worker? Will you be his youth pastor? Will you be his youth worker? Will you be his friend? Will you be his daycare worker? Will you be his pastor? Yeah. Will you do everything in your power to support his mom and dad? So that he comes to know that there is an authentic community of God's love that he's a part of. If so, say, we will. Awesome. All right, Carter. Here we go. See this water here? It's just regular tap water from Portage. Are you ready for this? Okay. Here we go. Carter, I want you to know that you are such a gift and God loves you. And so I baptize you today in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful for Carter. Thank you. Thank you for this little boy. We pray that he would know deeply your love. Bless him and keep him. Help him in every way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have a rose for mom who did all the hard work and a certificate for dad just to know. There we go. All righty. Thank you. Can we celebrate with them today? And now we have a new baby boy who's going to come and be with us. Grayson Massup. And look at how dressed up he is. Now I can hold this one. He's nice and little. Look at this. Look at how fancy. He is just ready, I'm telling you. And he's got little shoes that have crosses on them. You are Dapper Dan right here. Look at that. And again, we welcome even the little ones. Because Jesus welcomed the little ones. And we believe that before Grayson can do anything to earn God's God already says, that's my boy, and I love him. And I always get the question, does that mean he doesn't have to accept Jesus? No, he does. At some point, he'll get old enough that he needs to participate with the love that was given to him. But right now, while we are yet 
Jesus died for us and gives his love. And so I say to you guys as parents, will you do everything you can to help Grayson know that he is loved by God, that Jesus gave his life, and that the Holy Spirit is available for him in his daily life to live in authentic, sacrificial love? If so, say, we will. And where, where's Grayson's family? Everybody wave there. Yes, good, good. Will you do everything in your power to help Grayson know that he is loved? Not just by you, because it's easy when they're this cute. But that he is loved by God. Will you support his parents in everything they're trying to do to make sure that Grayson comes to know and accept the love of God for himself? If so, say, we will. And church family, once again, will you be nursery workers and children's workers and children's church teachers? Will you uh, be youth workers and youth pastors? This is, we, we take them on for life. This isn't just something we do today. Will you be pastors? Will you be Sunday school teachers? Will you do everything you can to help support his parents so that Grayson will come to know the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus his Lord? If so, say, we will. Ah, wonderful. All right, little blue-eyed boy. It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for this little boy, Grayson. Thank you for the gift of who he is. And we pray that he would come to know you intimately, really know that experiential, sacrificial love as quickly as possible. Bless him. Keep his parents. Help them in all that they are going to do over these years together. And we pray that you would bless him and we're thankful for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we have a hand for the handsome little boy? Go back to mom. And we have a rose and we have a certificates. And then we're going to move into the, the tank because Trevor, dad is going to be baptized today. And that's exciting, isn't it? Testing one, two, there we go. Trevor wanted to uh, share his testimony of what God has done for him today with you all. So let's listen. All right, so, okay, well, uh, to all those who don't know me, you know, I've, I've always been quite the dogmatic person, especially when it comes to science and stuff like that, and I've always been a critical thinker, but in my life, I've always been missing something, and I think it was with all the lies, you know, I was, I was terribly stuck in lying, I was lying to the people I love, I was lying to everyone who knew me, and worst yet, I was lying to myself, and I decided about five years ago that I'm going to go and find what is really true, 
and I was going to do everything that I could, and I was going to let go of all of my preconceived notions, and I was going to find what truly was true. And you know what? Long story short, here I am before the Lord, and I think I was truly a fool to forsake my spirituality and forsake the Lord, but yet he has not given up on me, and he just... He truly loves me. And he's shown me his love by giving me my boys. And now, hopefully, our third baby here soon. He's a true, amazing thing. And his love is true. That's all I can say. died for you, and is he your Savior today? If so, say yes. Do you uh, turn from your sin, and do you promise to follow him all your days with his help? If so, say yes. All right. Uh, cover your, your nose and mouth. Trevor Massa, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
May you truly experience the authentic, agape, self-sacrificial love of Jesus Christ in your everyday life. May you open your hearts to that. And may one day, if you have not been baptized, may you experience the witness, the entry into authentic community, and may you be able to testify that this love has made all the difference in your life. I send you out with blessing, with hope, with love and joy. Go in his name. And I pray these things in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us online. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.